2: main,
3: main
2: menu. menu greetings everyone and welcome to main menu for the 19th of august 2016. i am your co-host jason Castingway. this week we bring to you something that is usually relegated to the world of sighted people at least that's how i've been thinking of it and you'll hear all about it in this interview with janine randy and our guest guy hassan Next, I bring you a little bit more in a series I started called Macademia. And yes, Janine, every time I say that, I'm thinking of the bulbous bouffant skit from Dr. Temento. Thank you very much. <laughs> I also have a couple of announcements. Nearby Explorer from APH is now available in the iOS App Store. You can get it for $79.99. The price for the Android version available in the Google Play Store has also been lowered to $79.99. Janine and I had the privilege to beta test this app, and even within the relatively short period of time we had to beta test, it was really neat to see it evolve so quickly as feedback was given. Also, KNFB Reader is on sale in honor of Friendship Week, beginning today the 19th until Sunday the 21st. It is available for $84.99. All right, let's get into it and geek out. Enjoy the show.
0: Hi, Main Menu listeners. This is Janine Stanley, and today we're going to talk about a subject that many of us really say we can't relate to, but never fear, because I'm going to give you a whole new thing to get into today, if you're not into it already. And if you are into it already, I'm going to give you an enhanced way to... Follow the world of comics, of comic books, of the whole notion of storytelling through this graphic medium that we always thought we were shut out of. The First Timer's
3: Ultimate Guide to Comics, brought to you by Comics Empower, the comic book store for the blind and the visually impaired. This is how a sighted person experiences comic books for the first time. The fan, let's call her... Dana walks into a comic book store. She opens the door and usually the smell of new and old pages hits her. Around her are shelves upon shelves of comic books, just like in a bookstore. However, since books are thick and comic books are thin, books are usually laid one next to another in a way that the reader only sees the binders and the names of the books that appear on the binders. But comic books are so thin they don't usually have binders. They are usually placed with their backs against the shelves so that the readers see the covers of the comics, which include an engaging picture, a title, and sometimes a few words meant to entice the reader to read the comic. For example, in the classic Spider-Man 50, the cover showed Peter Parker, who is secretly Spider-Man, walk away from a big image of Spider-Man. The cover text says, Spider-Man, no more. That way, the cover gives you a taste of the story in the comic book and entices you to read it. Some of the comics are covered in specialised nylon bags to protect them. Others are not. Sometimes Dana is allowed to take them out of the nylon bags and leaf through them, and other times not. That depends on how rare the comic book is or how expensive it is considered to be. The less a comic book is harmed the more it's worth to collectors until very recently rare comic books could become very expensive but today in the age in which comics are also available digitally there is no meaning to how rare new comic books can become some shelves contain graphic novels which are as thick as books but usually have much taller pages graphic novels also called trade paperbacks or trades for short contain either one long comic book or a series of short comic books.
0: My guest today is Guy Hassan. Guy is with the website comicsandpower.com. Hello, Guy.
4: Hi, Janine. Hi, everyone.
0: Uh, Ah, yes. And we are today gonna talk about comics, comic books, graphic novels, which I was educated by my 15-year-old nephew, the difference between a graphic novel and a comic book. But Guy, what what spawned you to start Comics Empower and to look at people with disabilities, and particularly blind people, um, in the realm of comics?
4: Well, the truth is that absolutely nothing. There was no reason, <laughs> no reason for this to happen. Because um, I was I was uh, I was running my own independent comic book company called New Worlds Comics for a year and a half, and suddenly for absolutely no reason i had this thought why why are there no comic books for blind people and like in half an hour the the dominoes fell in my head you know one after the other well it would be done like this it would be done in audio and this and this and this and that's how we would solve the graphic problem and that's how we would build the website and that's how we would advance and and so on and so on in half an hour i just knew how it should be done. And uh, a month and a half later, the website was up with three comic books as a test because I really didn't know any blind people. So I didn't know if I did right, if I did it wrong, if I, you know, if it works. If it doesn't work, I had to test it out. Uh, but it tested out well. So we just grew and grew and grew and are still growing. But there are now comic books for the blind and the visually impaired for absolutely no reason at all just out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> which but, I think is great. But now there's a really... What do you mean? Oh, I just think that's great that there's absolutely no reason. You just thought, well, why not? And it happened, which I think for so many people, you know, there's a big backstory and all this, you know, inspiration. But you just said, well, why can't there be? And it, it well, happened. Yeah, this,
4: <laughs> this story has no exposition. just happened. But, but once it happened, you know, it's a crime... That it hadn't been done for decades, so you know, just have to do it. It's. It turned out uh, to be one of the most important things I've done. So, so it's a great thing, and I'm happy I did it. Wow! And I'm still doing it.
0: And the really fun thing about Comics Empower the website, if you go to ComicsEmpower.com right now, and hmm. you are cited, guess what you're going to see? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Correct. Can you describe the site to everyone?
4: Well, it's if, if if you can't see and you go into a comic book store, all those that you know, you can't see anything. You can't see the comic book on the shelves. You can't uh, flip through the pages, and you can't do. You, you can't see anything. But so, if if a sighted person goes to the uh, to comic seeing power. Uh, the only thing is, is is this welcome it's a big uh, image it's a picture it says welcome to the comic book store for the blind this website is dark the store can be heard not seen using assistive technology and that's it and one link to 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 for the site is just a page to explain and that's it they can't see the comic books they can't see they can't see the explanations they can't see anything uh, because it's black text on a black background, which makes it invisible to sighted people, but it's not invisible to assistive technology.
0: No, it reads beautifully, in fact, and I have to say, when you go into the store, the descriptions of the comics, which we'll get to here in a minute, but the descriptions are awesome. Um, I love the descriptions of the cover art on these comics. It just uh, It really drew me in and got me wanting to... You know, look, and and my wallet was singing, going, "Yeah, yeah, let's!" <laughs> <laughs> and these comics are for sale. They, this is a store, wow. folks. So it's
4: a comic you know, book store.
0: Yeah, just like in a comic book store. The only thing that's missing is that lovely paper smell that you get when you go into a bookstore. Yeah. Ah, oh, love that smell.
1: I think the next it's, thing for you to invent, guy, would be a little spray bottle with that smell that you could, you know, just spray in the air once in a while.
4: <laughs> I, well, I have two really. Two really, two two really great ideas for a startup. One is a screen that has, you know, it, it sprays uh, uh, <laughs> s- smells at you <laughs> yes. depending on where you are. But the other thing is uh, kind of a throat that you can grab and, uh, and just,
0: uh, oh. you know, oh.
4: squeeze because that you get so be. angry at your computer.
0: So. <laughs> or a punchable screen that would be great yes just let me either punch it or in the case of my work screen let me bang my head on it for a while (laughs) but so we're at the comics and power site and we're looking at all of the selections and explain what an audio comic is like because i think people are thinking well is this just like audio description, or somebody reading, or what is an audio comic all about?
4: Well, it depends because there are two types. There are two types of audio comics. It's a store, so just like your regular store would have Marvel and DC at the same time, we have two different types of audio comic books. One is generated by you know by us, uh, and the other one is from uh, a company called. Uh, No, there are two companies. Uh, It's actually called Audio Comics. But they don't actually uh, market to blind or visually impaired people. It's for young people. And so what they do is what Graphics Audio does, which you might have heard of. Oh, yeah. I was just going to ask you about that. Yeah. They do movies for your head, movies for your mind. Mm-hmm. So they have big audio productions with music and, and actors, and it's one big, you know, it's it's action and, and it takes you, uh, it's very. Um, Graphic. <laughs> it, it is like a movie. It, it is. It's very, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I want to say actionable, but actionable means something else. It's full of action. <laughs> yes. um, so, but in the other one, which is the thing we created, which is how I saw comic books, is basically brings you a comic book experience. Because that other one, as impressive as it is, doesn't tell you what it's like to read a comic book. It's, uh, It's an audio drama. And what we do, we go page one and then panel one, panels of the pictures, and they you describe you give a short description and then you say so uh, Spider-Man says this and and uh, whatever batman says that and so on and and sam says that and then you move on and the trick is to do it in a way that doesn't that keeps you riveted to the story it doesn't over describe it doesn't leave things out but it doesn't add too much in and it gives you the comic book experience where you get to flip a page and you understand how the page is built, even if you can't see, any, if you've never seen a page. And one of the things after, and this is the thing we started with, and uh, Audio Comics gave us, uh, uh, gave us all their comic books too, so that was fun. Um, and hopefully, Graphic Audio will also give us the comic books, but we'll see. And yeah and but the thing is that this is about a comic book experience and one of the first things that happened is you know I was talking to customers just to see uh to get advice and to get you know how is the experience how is the experience for you what are you missing what works what doesn't work and so on because um I needed someone to tell me I couldn't know for myself um and one of the uh fans said that you know some some fans, uh, some were comic book fans before and lost the sight, so now you, they get the comic book experience again. But some people uh, were born blind and don't know what a panel is, and don't know what a page, and don't know, don't know. They know what a page is, but what a page of comic books looks like.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, and that struck me as both obvious and uh, and and something I hadn't thought about. So I created uh, the first timer's ultimate guide to comics, which is a 15-minute free MP3 file, and it gives you everything. It gives you the complete comic book experience. What it's like to go into a comic book store, and what it's like, uh, what it's like to. To, to 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 look at the pages, to open the pages, what the pages look like, what 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 the panels are, what everything, uh, you know, for example, the the speech bubbles, what everything is, it gives you everything you need to know, and that completes your experience. Now, when you read a comic book, you know exactly what you're listening to.
0: It it is wonderful, and it is free, and I would highly recommend if you have. Um, children, grandchildren, in my case a nephew, who love comics and you want to know what the big deal is, um, pick this up because it is fantastic. I I really enjoyed, I mean, I know what comics are. I had vision as a kid, but I didn't have enough vision to really be able to follow the story all that well through the pages. And so, um, but I I understood the whole concept, but now some of the um, drawing things have changed. Some of the speech bubble things have changed since I was a kid. So, um, and you can tell I was a kid a long time ago. So if they've changed that much, but um, so that was really interesting to see the new conventions of, of the artwork and how things have changed. So, um, and I would, again, highly recommend picking this up. It's at comics We'll talk a little bit about, you know, how to get to the website at the end of the interview. So, We've got two different kinds of comics up here. Mm-hmm. I actually uh, got one, and it was one of the big production comics. It was yeah, it's uh, it was wonderful. It was called the Perhapenots, and it was great. It was like took me back to my Saturday morning TV, you know, which is mm-hmm. a form of of comic art, and that was a lot of fun. Now I'm going to take a look at some of the other comics out there that are done in the traditional comic book style. You have a comic with a blind hero. Yes. Tell us yes. about this. This is the this one. Works. This is my next. This is my purchase here.
4: <laughs> the, there's a reason it's called Comics in Power. And when I was running New Worlds Comics, which I still am, but at the time, uh, I had on the website a little project called Comics in Power, where real story, real people told the real stories about how comic books empowered them. And, you know, there are fascinating stories how some people chose not to lie in their lives because they read great, you know, stories about uh, heroes. And mm-hmm. some some people chose to uh, to stand up for the weak. And some people, um, there was one who who, who who felt he was a bad guy. He was probably going to turn out to be a villain because he was skipping school and doing bad stuff and stealing. And then he got a hold of the X-Men. Which is a complex uh it's a complex hero situation where some bad guys mm-hmm. become good guys, and he learned that he could he could become a good guy um, by you know and and that good guys aren't just you know like Superman and always pure but he could become a good guy, which is what happened, and it basically saved his life now wow. um, now there are other stories you you see a pattern when you hear um uh, when you see we had about a hundred stories and there was uh, a person called Bill Campbell who grew up uh, black in a white neighborhood in the seventies and I think Detroit. And yeah. he grew up in what he called in what he calls the land of cat. And so everyone told him he can't become anything he can't do anything because he was black and his mother uh, bought him comic books and some of them had black heroes like Luke Cage, for example.
0: Ah.
4: And that gave him strength for decades because he knew he would he could be anything he wanted to and it empowered him for decades to this day when he grew up in the seventies today he's a publisher and he's a he's an author and and the same is true for. Uh, girls, or teenage girls, or women with female heroes, and uh, gays and lesbians with gay and lesbian heroes, and so on and so on. And so comic books empower, and they empower the most when the hero is like you. So the, the one thing I had to do when creating a comic book store for the blind is to have a blind hero and as much as I want Daredevil on the on the website and I hope <laughs> Marvel will give me Daredevil that would be
0: awesome however it would
4: be super awesome but now right now I want to approach Marvel and DC when we're big and then they just say okay we'll will give you the rights because they'll see that there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a big audience um, but but Daredevil is not i think empowering to the blind or the visually impaired because he can see better than anyone mm-hmm. uh he has a sixth sense, uh, so I needed a real blind hero who can't see, who will never get his sight back, and uh, who will never get a sixth sense that will make up for that will make up for his uh, uh, for his missing sense. So, so I created one, uh, which is called Aurora, which is about um, it's uh, in the style. Do you know what a mecca is? Uh, mecca. No. In Japanese animation, you've got mechas, which are huge, like, uh, huge robots that transform into airplanes. And uh, they shoot, they fly, they're awesome,
0: they're oh, amazing. Oh, okay. Yeah, amazing. Now this term is so familiar from the hours that I had to listen to my nephew tell me about these things. <laughs> uh, now yeah, that term is familiar. There we go. Yep. Uh,
4: so basically, they find, people find on the moon, they unearth uh mechas, which they call auroras, uh, big giant mechas, uh, fighting machines, and they they move them back to Earth and they try to use them, but only people, they seem to be built for people, and only people with a certain genetic marker can actually activate them. And only, you know, for all the people on this Earth, only 20 fit the bill. So, there are 20 people in this army of uh, auroras, and having Woken up, auras wakes up other makers, bad makers, which are which don't need people inside them. They're robotic. Uh, they attack. They they learn from experience and they attack the earth. And they are very very powerful. And nothing can destroy them, not even nuclear bombs, except an aurora. But and it and all started experience.
0: with <laughs> and it all started with the Amazon Alexa, Randy. I'm telling you right now, it's that artificial <laughs> intelligence, it all started from that. But and well, so our hero <laughs> so, so how does,
4: Yeah, so how does what happens it? is our hero uh, is called Daniel Price, and he's one of the Aurora fighters. And in the last battle, they were all wiped out. Except him who remained alive, but his eyes were bent off. And the vespers yeah. retreated, treated, but so now he's blind. He's not getting his sight back. But now they're attacking again. No weapon on earth can 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 attack the vespers. Can can do anything to the vespers. But he can't actually fight them because he can't see. He can't f- fly straight. He can't shoot straight. Um, and and they were better than him when he could see.
0: Uh-huh. So
4: they in the first issue they send him to they attack Washington DC and they send him six Vespers come and he stands there in the middle thinking this is a suicide mission he's going to die but he's going to give Earth four more days <laughs> but he is the hero of the comic book and he's going to have to find a way to cope and to win and to save the Earth wow. and that's all. that is um. It's it's a classic empowering uh, story, comic book story, and it is, you know, it's it's a comics empowering. Uh, lots of things awesome. are happening there. There's lots of mysteries, like where the auras come from, where the Vespers come from, and other stuff that I can't say.
0: Waha! Wow. And how many issues of this particular of the Aurora comic are there?
4: Uh, so far, hold on, because because. I've done more than that on the website. So, so far there are five, and the sixth one is coming out soon. (gasps) Oh, and that reminds me, I was just, there's a a bit, for example, in issue four, uh, he ends up somewhere, at the end, you know, the end of uh, issue three, he ends up somewhere. Um, He's constantly in contact with the Earth, people People talk to his ears. And he is transferred elsewhere. So he's completely blind inside and all. No one can see for him. And so the comic book is like 70% dark.
0: Oh, wow.
4: <laughs> because it's his point of view. You don't know where he is. You are as blind
0: mm-hmm. as he is. Oh, wow. So
4: in all the scenes that include him, it's just dark. You can't see.
0: Oh, I love that. I do love that because that's, I mean, that's reality for so many of us. And I think it's really hard for people to get into sort of the way that we experience the world without actually having those senses taken away, literally. And so Mm -hmm. to have the dark panels with, you know, whatever text is associated with them, you know, I I love that. I just think
1: that's awesome. Do you ever get sighted people, uh, Guy, saying... What are you doing? Uh, how? I don't get it. Do you ever uh, get any um, feedback like that? Because I have, and the reason I'm asking this is because one time I was working with a. I'm a. I I used to be an assistive technology trainer. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm retired now, but when when I was teaching a few years ago, a piece of technology came in with absolutely no print material. It was all in. Um, computer format it was in in uh, text form so i read it and understood it and i was able to teach people with it and the cited my cited colleague was really upset that there was no print available for her to read this and i laughed and i said and now you understand how we feel and she got mad and left the room and told her supervisor and her, her, her supervisor said hey he's right you got a point and so I had to write out the wow. manual for her, which gave me extra time, extra money, and I got a raise. But that's beside the point. <laughs> oh, that's that's. So, that's a cool story. Do, do you get um, people, you know, that say, uh, "What are you doing, uh, guy? I mean, how, I don't understand what you're doing."
4: Well, not like that, because now, now, now that I've heard your story, I know what to look forward to when we're really big, and then you know, coming, <laughs> and um and then people are going to be upset that there are audio comics. It's called the comic book store for the blind, so no one is upset that it exists.
1: Uh
4: Um, Because people are happy. great, that's great, it's a great thing you're doing. But sighted people are really not interested in listening to a comic.
1: Okay, yeah.
4: But because so many people are certain that it is a visual medium. that For many people, many people watch and watch, or read it, or think mm-hmm. they read it for the art, yep. and not mm-hmm. for the story. Mm-hmm. And the art is such a big thing, which is why comic books for the blind, or the visually impaired, didn't exist. That didn't exist until now. That's why, because people are so sure that comic books are a visual medium, that there was no reason mm-hmm. for anyone to try and translate them to a non-visual medium. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, I'm, so. I'm, sh- I'm sure you're aware of a uh, descriptive video guy and how that works. You wear a yeah. set of headphones and, well, I went to a movie about two years ago and I wish I could remember it. But it had Hercules and Thor and all these superheroes into it. And I got to tell you what, I, um, I follow movies really well. But if I didn't have descriptive video, it would be so far beyond my comprehension. And the reason I'm sure. mentioning this to you is because the action—it was the best described movie guy that I ever heard/saw in my life because the descriptive video was written in such a way that it was like one situation after another you know they they turn they fought they they punched, they lit up they fell they they and it was like one thing after another and yeah. I I got tired just hearing the descriptions <laughs> but I was able to follow it so closely so um, I really applaud what you're doing and I'm, I'm thinking that this is probably what the blind indiv- or low vision individual is going to experience correct
4: well that's the biggest challenge in creating these comic books, is in the descriptive part. How much do you describe? How much do you not describe? What's important? What's not important? How do you keep the plot going at any moment? And I seem to have found a formula for it, uh, which is walking. Uh, but we have we have something on the Blind Panels podcast. Which is a podcast uh, that Comics in Power does. One of the things uh, I do there is called The Conversation, which happens every so often. And in The Conversation, I do something that's never been done before. It's uh, a sighted person who read the comic book and a blind person who listened to the same comic book talk about the same comic book. And in that, you get to hear both the difference of their the experiences, but also uh, how similar it is. And in one case, there was actually uh, uh, someone made the point that maybe it is better to have a visual, uh, an audio uh, version than a visual version. Uh, it was about um, Lost in Dreams, a fantasy graphic novel, um, graphic novel series. And it's, a, it's fantasy. It's a big fantasy. And, and, the, and Holly, who, who is blind, she said she... She was happy that much, many of the things were left to her imagination. And I had to ask the sighted person whether he felt he was robbed because he could see everything, so everything was walked out for him. Mm-hmm. Um, which, is, which was an interesting point. And I think no one asked that about a comic book before. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's really um, interesting because thinking about the artwork and how to describe the various types of you know art um, there are wonderful descriptions written on the website of the cover art for a lot of these comic books but even beyond that to be in the comic book how much do you how much time do you spend describing the artwork that's got to be a big balancing act versus well, how much time you spend on the story
4: that's right well it, it all has to be about the story which is the point which is the magic mm-hmm. of it it only works if you just describe what's, pertin- what's pertinent to the story. The colors are not pertinent to the story. The art <laughs> style is not pertinent to the story. Um, what, like I told you, when we, we launched with three comic books, and one of them was Aurora because we had to launch with a comic book that involves <laughs> uh, the kids who, are, who would read this, and the teens who would read this, and the adults who would read this. But the other one was two issues of uh, Winter with a Y, um, which is a visually stunning comic book. Mm-hmm. When people see it, their jaws drop and and if you told them that there's a vi- there's an audio version of it, they would say, why? This is it, it's you can't describe this. So I had to to check if like, if I could describe something that is visually stunning and would you feel that something is missed? And nothing feels to be missed.
0: Wow, this is the other series that I want to, is the winner series, because it just sounds so fascinating. And I like the story, but now I really want to get into this. And the, the other interesting thing about that is it's similar to, you know, people who are into Game of Thrones. There's so much visual richness in that experience that sometimes they forget about the story. And, you know, then you get into the story without the visuals. And in that case, you've got all the, the great audio that comes with that particular series. But sometimes without audio description, boy, do you miss things. <laughs> so um, I, I understand that what people say, well, how can you enjoy that without the visuals you know how can you do that mm-hmm. well actually it's pretty easy of course I've read the books and I'm a fangirl so that that helps but <laughs> well, there you go there were no
4: special effects in the, in the book
0: right exactly exactly except for you know some tricks of the narrator's voices but I read the uh, the first one in braille so that wasn't even I got to make up all the voices at that point yeah. but um. so you talked about the Blind Panels podcast. Um, how often does this podcast come out? And I'll tell you about my experience with the most recent one.
4: It's uh, once a week.
0: Oh, outstanding. I uh, subscribed to the podcast and I was listening to the most recent conversation, which involves a person. Uh, from another aspect of Comics in Power, you all held a writing contest. Here's the backstory, folks. (laughs) You all held a writing contest. And tell us about, because I think people think oh, comics are, you know, you sit down and you draw and you put the little story up there in the bubbles and that's it. But comics are actually constructed with a written story. Right?
4: Uh, Yeah, comic books are written in text, what we... Different writers write different types of things. But, but at the end of the day, a, a, comic book's, a comic book begins with a script. Comic books begin with a text the writer writes, a script. And, and what he does is he describes it by page, page one, panel one. Okay, so this guy is uh, screaming and he's angry, uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and he says, and then you, you write the text below. This guy says this, this guy says that, because the letter, who's the guy who writes the, the words on, to the page, has to know what to write. And the artist has to know what to draw. Uh, so basically, a script already exists that is somewhat similar to what uh, to what you hear in Comics in pow, But that script changes from writer to writer. Some writers are not descriptive at all uh some writers just are over descriptive alan moore is known to be to write like about two three pages of prose for one page oh my. just to describe <laughs> everything and wow. Warren ellis is who is a great writer also he uh he's famous for you know one time he said you know pages seven and eight does uh you know the the does the, it's, it's about a space um a space with spaceships and everything so basically everyone attacks and that's it. The artist has to make something from that. Oh wow! And so, so different writers write different things. Sometimes writers like to first to write a kind of a script, and then they see the art, and then they write the final script. Um, so, but yeah, it begins with a script.
0: And so, in order to in order to, um, well, feature, I guess, and and to to really showcase blind people writing comics. You know, who would think, blind people write comics? a lot? But you actually held a contest, and there are people Mm -hmm. out there who do this. And this is my nephew's aspiration in life, is is to be a comic book writer. So one of his many aspirations at 15. So um, tell us about the writing contest. Ah, there you go. And had I known about, really, comics and been into it, I probably would. I was into screenplays at that point in my life. So...
4: (laughs) I also wanted to base a skin writer. I wanted to be every everything that's uh, th-
0: there you go to do with any writing. yep any kind of entertainment based writing. So so tell me about the winners of this contest.
4: Well, first the context, the contest like once we were running it for about 2 or 3 months, I wanted to you know now that blind or visually impaired people can read comics, there's no reason they can't. Uh, write comics, mm-hmm. so I held the contest. I wanted to uh, to help people, you know, break through and uh, send in your uh, your texts and then um, your scripts and show me that you have a plan for a long term uh, thing. And also, you, the the winners would have the right to their own uh, comic books. We'll publish them. They maintain that they retain their rights, so oh, wow. so they can go to Marvel or DC, or you know, eventually the movies or television, and so on. And they have full rights. We don't take anything. And so what I did was I announced uh, the, the, prog- the, the the competition, and that was also the incentive to create the blind panels podcast quickly, because the first one I didn't even have a guest on. I just wanted to give people advice. About how to write comic books, and for the next, like I think it was about fifteen or seventeen um, uh, episodes or so, while the competition was running, I all practically every week gave advice about how to write uh, a visual, how to write a visual comic book if you can't, or in, how to if you can't see how to write a visual medium. Mm-hmm. Oh
0: wow! And... Now I'm gonna have to go back and get those episodes. Now I'm gonna have to go back and listen to those now.
4: Well, I'm giving you a lot of homework then. Ooh!
0: Um, <laughs>
4: Excellent. And, and uh, so we had uh, actually there there are two really great uh, um, submissions, and I didn't want you know, and because they're both great, I didn't want anyone to lose. So I they both tied for first place. Cool. And one is already out. It's called Bakasura by Pranav Lal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about a demon that haunts an Indian village, and uh, it's a mysterious demon. You don't really know what's happening there. The stuff with telekinesis, and I won't say any more. And and the other one is coming out like real soon, and that is called Unseen by Chad Allen, who uh, who by the way is a blind magician. Oh wow! And. Yeah, it happened before. I think I here's like uh, episode three of the Blind Palace podcast. I interviewed him. And I think that he, he was saying, you know, I'm going to write something for you for a competition, Jim. I think I'm going to send it. And he did. And he won. Um, and that is about a blind assassin. Ooh. Oh, Which happened in a, in a 2000, uh, I think it happens in 2018, I think, in, an, in a parallel world where Trump won the election
0: oh my <laughs> <laughs> no comment
4: <laughs> no I told him I told him listen you know, he, he doesn't say it's a parallel world and I said you know if Trump loses no one's going to remember who he is and no one's going to understand what you're talking about <laughs> um, the main thing is that he's building a wall between uh, Mexico ah. and and the first episode ha- happens next to the wall and but he said, No, no, it's a pal in the universe, it's okay. And so I kept it in.
0: Uh-huh. Interesting. Well that that I I'm just speechless, you know. This will be the opinions expressed on this program are not those of <laughs> <laughs>
4: There Was no opinion there.
0: I said, it. Yeah, I was gonna say, Well, that's because I haven't said anything yet, but there
4: you, the, you mean the opinions thought in this podcast? Yes, exactly. Oh, well,
0: you know, we did talk telekinesis, so yeah, you know, if if I am controlling all of you out there to vote, um, well, yeah, we'll use our imaginations, sure. yeah. but so we have uh, on the latest conversation. In uh, from the Blind Panels podcast, we have uh-huh. uh, one of the authors who I'm sorry, I'm gonna butcher his name. And I think I just Tuanavlal. ah, thank you. And I did see him today on one of the tech email lists, so um, he is definitely out there and probably known to some folks. But he Hello. and a sighted person who is known as the Blurred Girl, and she has a blog and things like that about um, people of. Any you know disenfranchised group or any minority group, etc. In comics, mm-hmm. and fascinating. And this was—you let this conversation go, and it was great because it was like what happens when we sit down with a sighted person who is interested in the same thing we are, and pretty soon the barriers are gone. It yeah. doesn't matter, and there are little teachable moments in there about blindness and stuff. Yeah. But. It's no longer about the blind person versus the said we're all talking the same thing. It's like when we talk about our iPhones and somebody can't figure out how to do something and somebody else jumps in and, oh I have this great app and wow and it it was a fascinating gosh, what was that almost uh.
4: I feel oh, it, it was, was an hour and a half. I was like, going to say
0: it was almost—it was over hour an hour and a half, yeah. And uh, yeah. it was—it was fascinating. I really, really enjoyed that and enjoyed that kind of conversation and about the Aurora comic too, which I—I I encourage you guys to go and grab this podcast, Blind Panels, because this was really a great conversation about how the blind character dealt with his own blindness, how he dealt with you know accepting his disability and and you know what he could have done better what he could have done differently and things like that from the different perspectives and uh, it was just a great conversation so um highly highly recommend that and i i assume that's going to be the kind of thing you continue to do on these podcasts yeah right? absolutely absolutely wow
4: that's episode 32 of the blank yes
0: episode 32 it's not the last
4: one the last one is uh 37 So far. I was gonna
0: say, I think I'm behind. I'm getting them from uh, Overcast. So, and Overcast has been quite behind lately. So, in updating really? some podcasts, okay. yeah, I, I've got a bunch of podcasts that are um, that are not updating correctly. Happily, main menu is not one of them, though. That comes out quite, you know, right mm-hmm. when it's supposed to. So, but uh, I'll, I'll definitely be going well, out to. Look we're on for
4: SoundCloud, those. so you can just uh, SoundCloud, Ooh. iTunes, Google Play, you know.
0: Oh, Whatever fantastic. The the yeah, I was going to say that Google thing. Yeah, yeah, great. And and if you are um, part of TuneIn Radio, you can get them, folks, through your Alexa uh, device, so your Amazon device.
1: Thanks a lot, Janine. Which is, <laughs>
0: hey, you know, um, Alexa, play Blind Panels podcast now I've set everybody's Alexa devices off. So we have a we have a an <laughs> ongoing joke here, Guy, about uh, you know, anything we can do to set people's devices off who are listening to the That's show that. we'll be happy to do. So <laughs> just, you know, the the uprising is coming. So um, so
4: Well hold oh. on till you have, you know, cars <laughs> that drive themselves and are hackable and
0: Oh yes. Wait yes this scares me so moving forward with comics and power um, what do you see in the future
4: well first of all a lot more comic books
0: and
4: and I my plan is this so far it's been going according to plan the competition was a bonus because I didn't think about the competition when I did it and I want to... I want, you know, I need a few thousand people more to come so I can go to Marvel and DC and say, listen, there's a whole audience of people who really want to pay you and you're not selling them comic books. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let me do that for you. We know how to do that. And uh, and you can take home the money. And, you know, and hopefully they'll agree to do it. So, we, so my plan is first to, you know, to grow the audience just a little bit more. Uh, so we can go to Marvel and DC and start by getting in just a few titles of the really big things like Batman and Daredevil and X Men and Avengers and so on. And yes. then, and then once we're really big, I just want to backfill everything. Oh wow! At the end of the day, this not only do we do I want all the comic books that I, have ever been in comics sing power. I also want to be just like a regular comic book store that. Today, the, these are the numbers today. Today, you get about 100 new comic books a week. Wow. So if you go to a comic book store, you, you can get about 100 new comic books a week. And I want that at Comic in wow. That's the plan.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, anything we can do to help make that happen, because I think this is one of those, especially for younger people who are blind and visually impaired, this is something that, you know, their peers are all into. And even, you know, people my age of good nerds like I am, Um, I feel like I've missed out on so much of my my nerdy world here without access to some of these comics and, and some of the new graphic novels and things like that that are coming out. And And I would love to have, I mean, yeah, I know the stories, but I would love to have the Dunkin' Egg stories, Um, the graphic novels of those particular things. It's Uh a Game of Thrones prequel. I would love to have those in a comics and power format. I would love to have that just so that I can enjoy them as well. Because, yeah, I've read the stories and those are great, but, you know... It's There's, not
4: the comic book experience.
0: Exactly, know, book experience. exactly. And I want to be able to talk to people about that comic book experience, because I can talk mm-hmm. to anybody anywhere about the story, you know, who read the book. I can do that anywhere now. But, you know, really bridging that gap. And I think it, it really helps. And I, Randy, you can probably attest to this, too. It really helps to be able to sort of talk to the the poor side of people in their terms. Okay. And Guy, we'll will, yeah. will disclose now that Guy is fully sighted. So, you know, as he said in the beginning, he had no real, you know, interest, no real connection to blindness at all. Uh-huh. So, I think just, you know, filling this gap and seeing that there are people who are very interested. I, I know we have a contingent within ACB, and it would be really fun sometime to have you at one of our conventions. Um, I know you are based in Israel at this point, but it would be wonderful yeah. to have you have you at one of our conventions can you see a banquet speaker randy uh-huh. That would be awesome oh, yeah. <laughs> with all I the would, samples and everything that would be great wow yeah,
1: and I if you if you uh, bit, yeah. if you do come <laughs> would you wear a cape <laughs> sure why not <laughs>
4: i listen. there is someone when i was when i was 22 just about 22 23 i was working as uh, as a secretary at the lawyer's office and I was bored out of my mind. And the, I was playing with the uh, some of the younger, you know, um I forget what that's called, um, not yet lawyers. I, uh, oh, oh, the legal, around. legal, yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: mm-hmm. paralegals, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: With the paralegals when all the big, you know, the parents were out. And. <laughs> So basically, I took one of their uh, coat capes or whatever they called, and I put it on like I was Superman, and I stood up on the.
0: Oh no!
4: Yeah, on the table, and to this day, uh, people remember this.
0: Oh wow, that's awesome! And uh, these are the kinds of you know the kinds of things that I think. Uh, can you imagine the fun we could have, Randy, at ACP with that oh, kind yes, of thing? I, I think sure it would can. be great. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, if anyone would like to reach you to talk about the comic experience and things, how can they do that, Guy?
4: Well, I'm on Twitter at, at Comics in Power. The website is ComicsInPower.com. And the email is ComicsInPower at gmail.com.
0: Awesome. And that's C O M I C S E M. P.O.W.E.R. dot com, so comics yes. empower, and uh, I definitely feel empowered. I'm, I'm. Uh, w- the other, the final thing that I find really interesting is with the number of people, um, sighted and blind people who love Audible and love all of the offerings from Audible. Yeah. Um, these audio comics just fall right into that sphere, um, in my mind anyway, and wouldn't it be wonderful if I could just say, hey, you know, <laughs> Comics and Power can do all these comics and they can be available in, in all these different media outlets for people to consume. And I'm on a long road trip, you know, and I can't look down at the comic book because I'm driving. Wow, what an experience that would be, I think.
4: Yeah, I think, I think, I heard uh, an interview recently with uh, one of the people in charge of the directions Audible is going. and. Ooh. Even even Audible is is just beginning in mm-hmm. the way people understand what it is and what can be done and what can be listened to. So now they're starting out different types types of podcasts. They have channels. They have different types of things that they're experimenting with, with the aim to get people, because basically what they're giving is 18 hours of something.
0: Mm-hmm. You have
4: to listen to a story for 18 hours or 9 hours or 30 hours Um, and they're trying to get so some people don't have the time for this don't even want to try and start this so they're starting giving out you know different types of uh, stories, content, news podcasts, shorter stuff, uh, short stories uh, all kinds of uh, different things and they are they're, they're just starting to experiment in trying to bring people in to experience uh Visual worlds, uh, audibly. So there's a big path to go yet, and hopefully, you know, Audible will have comic books.
0: That would be awesome.
4: So far, it's not enough people. Not enough people are interested for them to to put the time in it.
0: Well, see, yeah, we I need to we need to work on that. I think. And yes. uh, I I listened to the Happenots actually on a commute, so that was a great commute. It just about timed out for the commute that I was on, so um, that worked yeah. out really well. And and I you know I got to the end. I'm like, oh, we're here, really? Oops. <laughs> wow. Um, definitely made the time go go quickly. So. Um, well, thank you so much, Guy, for joining us. And uh, hopefully, everyone will go out and check out comics Empower, and power. Uh, and we're going to have some audio samples for everyone here um, once we are finished with our interview, so that you can see a little bit about what comic book comic books, pardon me, actually sound like. Thank you so much, Guy.
4: Thank you, Guy. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Here is a sample of one of the comics that Guy talked about during our interview, Lost in Dreams. Page 32.
3: Panel 1. General Hawk and Joy are still face to face. With his hand, he wipes away her tears. General Hawk says, Oh, my sweet nestling, I smell the vapour of your tears and see their dark traces on your beautiful cheeks. Who has harmed you and when can I kill him? Panel 2. Joy's face is sad, teary. Joy says, Dad doesn't want me. He's not my dad. I'm leaving. Panel 3. General Hawk steps away from the bars, motioning no with his hands, while what's left of his broken and burnt wings opens. Joy looks at him. General Hawk says, A spat with a parent is natural enough. "'Leaving the nest is not wise, Nestling. "'As for me, the years in prison have tempered my wild spirits. "'I accept that I am a villain. "'It is best that I remain incarcerated.'" Panel 4 A close-up of General Hawk. His back is still turned. He is determined. Joy says, "'I found a way out of this world, "'a secret tunnel leading out.'" Panel 5 A close-up of General Hawk's face. As it lights up, he is excited. General Hawk says, An adventure! Panel 6. A close-up of General Hawk as he turns to look at her. Joy says, I'm going with or without you. Page 33. Panel 1. General Hawk looks at Joy close to the bars. Joy says, I know you're a villain, but I feel you're my friend. I don't want to go alone. Panel 2. General Hawke's fingers reach into Joyce's pocket to take out the keys. She doesn't resist. Joy says, You're my best friend. Macademia.
2: Hello everyone in our next series of Macademia. I view this more as an addendum to the last bit on Safari as there is one feature I didn't have time to show you and I would like to show that to you now. Have you ever gone to a website in Safari and, much to your chagrin, there's some video or music that starts playing while you're trying to look at the page? In more recent versions of Safari, the user is able to mute that audio. And there may be a quicker way to do it, but I have yet to find out how to do that, and so I'm going to show you the way I know to do it. And It's not so bad, it's just you kind of have to get used to it. I know that sometimes you can go looking for the element that has the video and hit the mute button or pause button and there may be some other extensions for Safari that deal with this sort of thing. I'm going to take you over to Safari, which is running. VoiceOver system for Safari. Safari, Graham. OK, and now I'm going to open a page that I know to have one. It happens to be the OrCam site. New tab, sir. Uh, dot com, text selected. OK, so the page is loaded.
4: I study psychobiology. And here and we go with a video.
2: We don't want to hear that video. To of the so, so I'm gonna so use convenient. command L, L to get to the, the location p- bar. So Open location. Get get either, I'm gonna interact with that. Interact, with that. interact with that Mute this tab button. I heard it said mute so this ago, tab. Sat down Press unmute this tab button. And I just hit VO space on that and it muted the tab. Now I have found that if you VO to the right past it and then try to back track reload button has alt unmute this tab button has alternate items com it'll tell you what that is but then you'll hear it say com and you, so you're actually on the last part of the website you want to vo to the right one more time com one notification unmute this tab button has alternate items and if we hit it, press, mute it, if we hit it again, press unmute this tab button glasses have a camera that recognizes press unmute this tab button it's going to mute it and if you have multiple tabs with items i think it'll even give you an option to mute all tabs, but we don't have that here. And so all you have to do whenever you hear video playing is command L to get back to that address bar, interact with it, and VO to the right until you hear mute this tab and hit VO space. Main Menu is a program sponsored by the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio. It airs every Friday evening on ACB Radio Mainstream at 9 p.m. Eastern, repeating every four hours until 5 p.m. the following day. You can grab it live with any internet-connected device, listen using the ACB Link iOS app, fetch it as a podcast, or call 605-475-8130 at airtime. Feel free to interact with us on Twitter. We are at MainMenu. And if you'd like to send us feedback, email mainmenu at acbradio.org. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week.